Hey everybody, it's me, Brandon, and welcome to Breaking the Wall Podcast. Today, I am diving into an episode that I've been hesitant to make, mainly because when it comes to audition resumes, there's just so many ways to go about them, right? Musical theater is going to be a completely different resume than your contemporary resume, The contemporary world is so different from the commercial world where you need a different resume setup for that as well, right? So the most important thing, and if you get anything out of this episode, it's this, it's that your resumes need to be clear and readable. I know that's super boring, but really, that's what it needs. I feel like a lot of the times we are told as we grow up that we need to stand out in auditions. But I'm here to tell you that your resume is not the place to do that in terms of, you know, superficial qualities. And when I say superficial qualities, I'm talking about weird, interesting fonts, you know, different colors. I know the Elle Woods thing where she, like, makes her resume smell like something or she uses different color paper or different weight paper. That's not what we need to do with our audition resumes. You're going to be going to so many different auditions that you want to keep it as clean, as clear, as readable as possible. So whenever you go to an audition, it's also important to know that your resume is probably not the most important thing, right? Many times, casting directors and agents are going to just scan your resume for a few keywords or some key credits, right? And do we know what those keywords are? Uh, not always, right? Do we even know if those keywords are available to us? Once again, not really. And these keywords can be anything from like a type of singer you are, um, different choreographers you worked with, different shows you've been on. It's important to know that a lot of the times casting directors or agents or whoever's auditioning people aren't looking for like things as much as they are exact things. So what I mean by that is what's on your resume needs to be reflective. If your resume is going to be useful, it needs to be reflective of the job they're looking to fill. So it's not just any contemporary work. It's contemporary work that's like the work they're doing, as close to the work that that company is doing. But in the end, I it's important to just know, no matter what's on your resume, the person who fits the criteria for the job, right, in the audition who can perform the skills, they're going to get the job over the person who has the experience, right? So if I show up and I don't have the experience that's on my resume, um, or I don't have a lot of experience on my resume, and I kill the audition and do a really good job and show that I can do the job well and demonstrate that, I'm more likely to book that job than the person who has all the content, all the different um, strong credits on their resume, right? So for the rest of this episode, now that we kind of got that out of the way, I just want to give you a few pointers that are going to be useful just in general for your resumes, right? It is about the content, so making the content stronger than the actual aesthetics. But if we're getting into aesthetics and things that are important to have, Now is the time that we're going to do that. So starting with the header. So this is the very top line. The first thing you see, it's going to be the biggest thing. It's going to be your name, right? On there, also putting your contact info, your email, your phone number, your website, your social media handle. Those four things are going to be great to have on there. I've seen so many resumes of, you know, just mock auditions or 
auditions that I've been at the front of the room for where people don't put any contact info. So we say, okay, everyone, thank you so much for being here today. We'll call you. And then we have no number to call. So this person is just gone. They're just off our list now. So that's going to be the most important. Big name, your contact info. Next, in that header, you can also have your height. A lot of places, I think it's a little dated these days, but still somewhat in the showbiz world of hair color, eye color, Um, if you're a part of a union, putting that on there if it's needed. And then your singing info. So what kind of singer are you? Are you a baritone? Are you a tenor? Are you an alto, soprano? Those types of things are going to be nice to have right at the top, especially if you're doing musical theater auditions where they're looking to fill a specific type singer as well as a dancer. So your header, make sure you're taking a lot of care in that. Next, I want to talk about the order of your resume. So if we don't know this, the most important things need to be on top. Like I said, most of the time, people on the other side of the table are scanning these things briefly to see what they can see in maybe two to five seconds, if that long. Um, so, for example, if you're auditioning for a company that is does contemporary work, then maybe the rep that fits that category of contemporary work needs to be at the top. Or if you're doing Broadway, you need some musical theater credits. If you're doing film or TV, that needs to be at the top if you had that experience. And then after that, it's the next best thing. After that is the next best thing, right? So it just continues down the page until we're getting to the things that might not be as important. But I will tell you right now, especially for those of you who just graduated, I will tell you that your college info is not the most important, right? So we are not putting our college info first. If anything, it's at the bottom, right? I am so proud of you. Congratulations. I'm so happy you graduated. When you're in that audition room, they do not care where you're coming from, right? They do not care where you got your degree. And in that moment, they're looking who can do the job. Sure, if they want to continue to read, they'll see it at the bottom. They'll be like, ooh, look at you. Look where you got your degree. But until that point, just keep it at the bottom, right down there with your special skills section, right? The only time I would put my college info at the top is if I was applying for a teaching job, right, as an educator. That's very, very important. If you can show that you have a degree in teaching or a degree in dance and can pass that on to students, that's valuable. That's why it would be at the top, right? So as I said, along at the end, also putting your special skills section, which should only include skills that you can whip out in a moment's notice. So right in that moment. So don't put tumbling on your resume if your experience is doing forward roles or the last time you've done any tumbling was a back handspring 10 years ago, right? I've seen it many times where they look up and say, oh, you can do this skill. Can you show us? And sometimes the people just don't know and it's embarrassing and uncomfortable for everyone. So make sure you're only putting true things on your resume, especially in that special skills section, because if they do look, they're going to ask you to demonstrate those things, especially if they're looking for them. The final thing I want to talk about today is that casting directors and agents are looking for what's important to them. I mentioned this a little bit at the beginning, but we need to look at our resumes through the eyes of someone else. I know you may love or be proud of your contemporary dance experience or certain works you've done, but 
If you're looking to book a musical theater job, you need to get musical theater credits on your resume and they need to be clearly seen. So at the top, right? I have a full career in contemporary dance, but walking into a musical theater audition with no musical theater credits does not set me up well, right? So if I want a career in musical theater, I need to be finding those types of jobs or work like that so I can start building those things that make casting agents go, oh, this is exactly like what we need. Perfect. Let's watch this person, right? So along with that, thinking about hierarchy. So we talked about order. If you're going to do a high hierarchy system, sorry, that word is crazy for me right now. Um, I like to think of it in columns. So specifically, if I'm thinking of a contemporary dance resume, I'm going to have the most important thing first in columns. So say I'm doing a rep section. The first column is going to be the company name, something really recognizable, or maybe the show name. Um, After that, in column two, will be maybe like the job title or the choreographer I worked with, right? If there wasn't a company or you don't have a show name, you go to the next best thing. So it's going to be the choreographer's name and then what you did with that choreographer. The final thing, if you're going to do three columns is going to be the piece title or, you know, like uh, for if that's a contemporary job or maybe any miscellaneous info like the location or the other people involved or the theater. That's only if you're really getting some good quality locations, good quality uh, piece titles, something that's recognizable. That's our goal for our resume. So I want to leave you all with this little assignment. Once you complete your resume, I want you to just have your mentor or a friend with some professional experience or experience that you want, have them take a look at your resume and then ask them a couple of questions. The first question will be, where does your eye go? So they'll take a look at your resume, ask them where their eye goes. Is it your name? Is it the most important thing? Take note of that right? Maybe they're saying it goes directly to your special skills. And that's a problem, right? We want them to see our special skills, but we want them to see the important things first. The second thing I want you to ask them is what's the most important thing on your resume in relation to the job you want, right? So on of that whole list of things you've done, works you've been a part of, what's the thing that stands out as the most important? If what they say is not at the top, what you need to do is start to shuffle some things around, right? To make sure that that is at the top so they don't have to search for it, right? So those are the two questions I want you to ask them. If you are struggling to make your resume at all, I recommend just Googling some people that you look up to um, that have a career like the one you want. And then copy the format of that resume, And I know their resumes might be much more stacked than yours is right now, but I don't want you to worry about the content because the content, as you continue to work, continue to put yourself out there and network and, you know, do little jobs that lead to bigger jobs, the content's going to come. Just worry about the format and what you, how you envision it to start to build and see where you might need to fill in a little more gaps, a little more TV film here. I need to push a little more for some contemporary works. I need to, you know, get my musical theater game together. And I think that's going to be the most helpful for you, especially as you're just getting started. 
As always, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I appreciate you spending your time with me. If you love this episode, go ahead and review it on Apple Podcasts, share it with your friends or anyone you think that it would be useful for. Um, But I will see you in another episode. Bye, everybody.